The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th chapter. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that you have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving these commands so that you may love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. This past week, I had sort of a rare opportunity to go back in time a little bit. I went up to Greensboro to my parents' house, where my brother, mother, and I went and toured um, nursing facilities as we prepare um, for my father's future. But the thing is, what my mother realized, this is the first time that my brother, mother, and I had been just the three of us in decades. You know, he's married and has three kids. I'm married and have two kids. So generally when we gather, it's a package deal, right? Besides, it's not like my parents really want to see my brother or me anymore anyway. We've got kids now. And so it's all about the grandchildren, and I think they honestly like our wives better than us too. And so they really want to see them, but this was the first time it was the three of us. And you know, that something was kind of nice and comforting about that. Yeah, so it got me thinking. If I had a time machine, I would go back to my high school self and tell me to slow down. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not going to go back there and say, hey, you want to love high school. I didn't like it the first time, you know. I, I do not want to go back and be in high school anymore. But the truth is, there's no reason to rush adulting, right? But about the time you hit junior or senior year in high school, most kids, they're, they're, they're ready to get out. I mean, I've seen it through one of my kids, and I know the other one that's going to be coming within the next year or so. But I was like that, you know. The the closer I got to being able to move out, the more excited I was. You know, out on my own, being able to do my own thing, make my own decisions. Oh, I can't wait. I didn't know how good I had it. What was I thinking? You know, I moved out of my parents' home, stopped living with them. on The last night I spent there was August the 21st, 1992. You know, now, granted, it's not the last time I spent the night at their house, but there would be, like, fall break and winter break and spring break. In the summers, I I worked at at Camp Luther Ridge, you know, the Lutheran camp up in in North Carolina. And then I did that for two years, and then I was living in an apartment all summer long and working. The only time that I ever lived with my parents again for any extended period was just, like, a month or so before I got married. And right as I was graduating from college, and then as soon as that happened, I got married at 21 years old, went to seminary for four years, graduated from there, went off, bought a house, you know, had kids, ended up here, the whole nine yards, and I was adulting, you know? 
had responsibilities now. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my life. I love my, living with my wife and my kids. But man, sometimes it would be great to just go back and not have to worry about all that stuff, wouldn't it? I know high schoolers are like, we got lots to worry about. We got to worry about school and, and you know, college and, and you know, our, our significant others and all that stuff. Enjoy it. Because you don't have to worry about life yet. You know, you, you got responsibilities. You got your chores to do. I mean, how many of y'all had chores growing up? I should ask how many of you didn't. Like, one of you might raise your hand. Uh, you know, but here's the thing. If you don't do your chores, what would happen? You get yelled at. Would your parents still love you? Yes, they would. Don't get any ideas. Um, but, but that was the reality. Now, if we don't do chores, the house falls in. You know, back then, I had no bills. I would come home, and there would be a meal prepared for me. I didn't have, all I had to worry about was myself. And you know what? Today's kids, they're wising up. They're smarter than we are. You know why? Because last July, more than half of young adults aged 18 to 29 live with mom and daddy. More than half, 52%. That's the highest it's been since the Great Depression. Now, granted, the numbers are skewed. I mean, because you know what was going on last July 2020? Nothing. <laughs> That's what was going on. Nothing was. All the, all the college students got kicked out of college. They all had to go home, right? And, and, and a lot of the older, older young adults, they were living alone and working from home, and so they went to live with their parents so they wouldn't be all by their lonesome. And so they moved home. So the numbers were a little skewed. However, in 1960, only 29% of that age group was living at home. In February of last year, it was 47%. It was 48% in the Great Depression. So one little percentage off because more and more people are realizing, I don't want to do adult yet. Now, granted, there are reasons behind it, right? I mean, you know, a lot of it has to do with not wanting to accrue all kinds of debt and things like that. But maybe, just maybe, they like living in the midst of that love, you know? shielded from the outside world, just living in love. So that's what Jesus is talking about in today's gospel reading. He says, abide in my love. Live in my love. And another word for, for abide in the Greek language is remain. Remain in my love. Get there and stay there. Be in my love. And that's a great place to be, isn't it? In the midst of God's love, because it means that no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter what you've done, living in God's me love means you're always loved. It's a love that we can't even begin to imagine. Now, as we begin to talk about Mother's Day today, most of us can relate to that. But not everybody, because for some, Mother's Day can be kind of a tough day. I mean, first of all, there's those that have recently lost their mother, or even not so recent. It's a sad day. Then there are those who, who never were um, biological mothers themselves, and, and that can be sad. But then there are some whose mothers just, well, they just weren't great moms, you know? 
And so there was a broken relationship there. And so Mother's Day is just basically another day. And it's hard for those folks to really understand the kind of love that we're talking about. I mean, if you grow up in a dysfunctional home, then do I really want to live in that kind of love? What does it even look like? Well, Jesus tells us. He says... He says that no one has greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. I said this last week, I'll say it again. You want to know what love looks like? That's what it looks like. Jesus Christ giving his life on a cross for us. And what that says to us, this is what God's love looks like. God loves us so much that he will stop at nothing to love us. Jesus gave his own life for us. I don't know about you, but I don't deserve that kind of love. I am a fallen, broken sinner as as much as it comes. I don't deserve somebody to love me enough to die for me. But that's how much God loves us all. We don't deserve it, and we certainly didn't choose it. Jesus said so. You know, we, we often hear about, you know, I chose Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. No. Jesus says right here, you didn't choose me. I chose you. It's got nothing to do with some idea that we had or or, or some strength or, or some decision that we came to. Jesus chose us despite who we are, despite how we are. He knows how we think. He knows how we act. He knows our ugliness. And yet, he invites us to abide in his love, a love that's never failing, a love that's never ending. got to be a catch right it's got to be there's always a catch he even says so too if you obey my commandments then you abide in my love up there it is right got to do something you got to obey commandments and i don't know about you but that was a hard thing for me in high school because i was obeying all kinds of commandments you know do this do that that's why i want to leave but here's the thing You know what his commandment is? Love one another. Love one another. I talked about that last week too. Love one another. Wasn't me that said it. Jesus says it right here. Obey my commandments. He says commandments, but he only gives us one. Love one another. That's all. If you want to live in Jesus' love, if you want your joy to be complete, love one another. It's just that simple. But it's not always that simple, is it? I don't think we know how anymore. Because you know what it looks like to love others? It means we sacrifice. It means we give something of ourselves. But you know what it really looks like? Deacon Deborah said it. It means being nice. Remember when people were nice? Wasn't that awesome? You know, you, you, you go on Facebook and people are like, wow, that's a beautiful smile you have. You know what, I don't agree with you, but God bless you anyway. Remember that? No, I don't think it ever happened. I mean, good gracious these days. You throw anything out there and somebody is just going to flat crucify you for saying it. Who would have thought that, that, that a six-inch piece of cloth could make people hate each other so much? Do you, do you realize I heard this week that, that our school board actually had to have police escorts home? I'm, I, you know, the sad thing is, I bet you the people that were chasing them 
we're good Christians. But that's not how you show love. We're called to love one another. That's what it means to abide in Jesus' love, is that we're loving one another. We're being nice to each other. Doesn't mean that we agree on everything. Just means we're nice, we're kind. We actually sacrifice ourselves. And maybe one of the things that we sacrifice for ourselves is, doesn't have to go my way all the time. I don't have to be right all the time. I mean, for those of us here, it means sacrificing by putting on a six-inch piece of cloth on our faces. Does anybody here like that? I mean, now some people with some teeth, you know, they'd be like, I'm, please never take the mask away. But for me, I had to take it off in the second verse because otherwise I wouldn't be able to see y'all. You know, my glasses get all fogged up. I can't wait to take this thing off. But we wear them because we're being nice to other people. That's what we do. That's what it means to live in Jesus' love. You know, our good mothers, they know this. They know what it's like to sacrifice. They've done it there. They've done it ever since we were around. That's what Jesus' love is, that he invites us to live in. Living in Jesus' love means loving in Jesus' love. Love one another. Amen.